This is the All About Digital Marketing Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Chris. I'm the CEO of Social Inc. and welcome to another episode of All About Digital Marketing Podcast. Today I'm joined by Konstantinos, uh, an SEO consultant and search marketing consultant who we've worked with, we've had the pleasure to work with, uh, and we still work with. Somebody who's very knowledgeable about everything to do with SEO and search marketing, who's going to join me today for a quick chat about the importance of SEO when it comes to your digital marketing, when it comes to your content marketing. Now, for those of you who don't really know what SEO is, search engine optimization is all about getting your content found, getting your website found on rankings through Google search engines to allow you to come to come across as the, the leading expert for people to find your content and then to be able to interact with your business and your brand online. So, Konstantinos, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, hello, Chris. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. So you're our first guest, so very exciting. Don't, don't get nervous or anything, but you are the trendsetter who's joined us for the first time on, uh, on this podcast. No, thank you. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty excited, and, and I think that uh, the topic is really interesting, and I, and I think it will benefit a lot um, of people, especially in, in small business. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got into, uh, into search engine optimization and search marketing. Right, so um, that, that's a bit of a long story. Um, so I guess I come from this uh, generation born in the 80s. Uh, you know, I had my first, you know, interaction with computers, uh, building websites. And, um, and back then, um, you know, a big part of it, of course, you, you build a website, you want it to be found online, right? So, so I, I started, uh, I have a, a background in science and tech. And I, I started um, with some coding, with some web, web development. And then I just went into the direction of digital marketing and SEO um, because I just realized that uh, it's, it's very important. It's increasingly important. Um, and for me, I think, I think the big shift was when I started um, a startup uh, that was about six years ago it was uh, software as a service platform we were a small team and um, this was when i really started diving into into the topic of seo of uh, web and, and how you can get more exposure how you can do demand generation etc and i think i think i think for many people you know the journey is, is very similar like most of them had to do with websites and then they started trying to rank these websites in order to be found online by their target customers um, then I was going to ask you, sorry, so it's quite a funny subject in terms of, especially for SEO, because it's so all-encompassing. It's such a big kind of field, as it were. Um, and there's so many things that people talk about from, you know, white hat practices, black hat practices. Can you explain a little bit about, so when you first got into this and you started learning and stuff and how that's evolved? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so, so basically, it's, it's a very fluid uh, space. So, um, you know, white hat, we refer as uh, white hat SEO um, to these tactics that actually, you know, um, have little to no danger um, resulting in some kind of penalization. So, so you play fair uh, with the other websites of the web. And then, th then there is this uh, gray hat area that you do a few things that, you know, like if you get caught, could get you penalized. For example, uh, today this is... Uh, one of the one of such things is private blog networks. So you operate, for example, uh, 
you know, uh, a bunch of websites where you distribute your content, you build links, etc. which is something that if you get caught, you know, it can get you penalized. Um, but, you know, like I think a few years ago, it, it wasn't, it was kind of like a gray area, uh, both let's say ethically and, and uh, also in terms of, uh, you know, professionally. Um, and the black hat is all these tactics like buying links, etc., that uh, we don't recommend. And it's the things that actually uh, can have a, a very negative impact uh, to your uh, search, organic search presence. Um, yeah, so, so for me, uh, of course, you know, there's no degree in SEO. It's not something that you can go and study at the university. So it, it, it involves a lot of experimentation. Uh, so building websites, trying to rank them, um, working with clients. So it's, it's, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of studying on the internet and what other people are doing. It's a lot of testing. Um, but also I was very fortunate because I took a course from the University of Michigan. Uh, it was on SEO. I think, I think it's one of the very few of its kind. Um, it was on uh, Coursera back then. And um, I consider it to be a really good start for people that want to get started. I'm not sure if, if it's still, uh, you know, open or online. Uh, it was some years ago for me you know i already knew a lot of things because seo is, is a let's say all-encompassing uh, discipline you need to have technical skills you need to understand uh, how websites work how, how servers work how search engines work so so it's it's definitely an uh, interdisciplinary field and for, for me i was fortunate enough to have a technical background so um from that point on it was all about learning about search engines the best practices and uh, and, and testing, a lot of testing. So can you tell us a little bit about how content marketing and SEO go hand in hand together? Mm, absolutely, so I think these two um, are a natural fit um, because on, on the internet, you're not primarily a business, um, you're, you're a website and you need to compete as a publisher. So, you know, high quality content is very important. If you want to be found uh, for services, uh, answering people's problems, um, you want it to be informative. Um, so you, you've got to have this, this type of mentality that, you know, your, your website is meant to be found and it's meant to help people find information online. So from, from the SEO side, it's all about helping uh, do that, maximize, uh, maximize its purpose as a website. Okay. So basically people are creating blogs, they're writing this content that they really want people to, to read and obviously to, to engage with. So the, the process of SEO, from, from my understanding, from what we've done and how we work together, is basically helping that to be found on search engines for, for that piece of content to become a priority for people when they're doing a search for a particular topic. Exactly. You, you put it really nicely. Um, I think there are you know, three, three different aspects of it. Uh, the first aspect, when it comes to SEO and, and websites, is, of course, optimizing uh, the website in a way that search engines and crawlers can understand the information structure in there, right? The second part is actually the content itself. It's maximizing the potential of the things that you're writing about um, by having in mind search data. So, you know, you, you want to be found, you want to, to help people. So, so um, it's, it's really important to know what, what kind of things people are looking for how they phrase these questions. So there is, that's an entire, uh, let's say, field of SEO. It's all about a content and, and keyword planning, let's say. Now, the, the, third, the third part is uh, digital PR. 
it's all about uh, distribution and link building. So you want other websites to know about your website and to refer uh, their audience to your website. Uh, and then this is like a way of establishing authority. And, and all of this has content marketing at its core. I think backlinks is probably an interesting concept then. So you mentioned earlier when we were talking about gray hat or black hat practices of people buying links. When it comes to a real SEO plan, a real SEO strategy, that's something obviously that we know that we don't want to be doing. No one should be buying links or, or even sort of looking at the other people that are offering them links for, for money. But what are, the, what are the best ways to create those backlinks? What's the best ways to, to, get, that content, um, to get that content linked in other, people's, uh, in other people's blog posts? Right. So, so um, well, the, the best way is to have great content. I, I really want to believe that, you know, if actually uh, you have uh, very informative content, um, people will naturally find it, especially if you, if you serve it yourself on social media and other channels, they will find it useful and they will link to your website. Um, and I think, I think that's, that's fundamentally true because what we see right now in the industry is that the average length of content is increasing, which means that people try to provide as much value as possible by creating some you know, mega tutorials, mega posts, really big guides, right? So they try to be as informative as possible, as um, detailed as possible. So uh, that's the first part, try to be, to create really good quality content. I, I think, you know, right now the landscape is so competitive that um, just by writing something, putting it on the internet, uh, it's very, very difficult to actually be found and be discovered online. So the first part is really high quality content um, and, and long content that actually addresses a lot of questions, a lot of issues. Now, the second part, of course, is uh, the link building, or let's call it digital PR, right? So you want to build relationships with other website owners, other businesses, and you want basically to distribute your content to them. And, you know, if, if it serves its purpose, naturally, they want to link it. To, they, they want to link to it. Now, there are a lot of different tactics, of course, that you can use, right? So, for example, um, a lot of people are creating content that involves uh, co-authors, or they analyze, for example, the business of other people. Right? We, saw, we saw a lot of this in the last years, like people creating content like the, uh, I don't know, like 10 best marketing agencies in Germany. So if your company is listed there, obviously you want to serve this, this is good publicity for you, and, and that's a way for people also to get backlinks. There are many tactics uh, to do that. But fundamentally, I would definitely advocate for high quality content and um, sharing. So letting people know that you created it, if it's good, you're going to get the, you know, you're going to get the links. Okay. We often sort of talk to people, especially when they're starting out for a blog, for their website, for anything else. And we kind of suggest, you know, between 400 to 800 words is a good kind of length for a post. But what you're talking about here is going far bigger than that. This longer, longer content would be the best, uh, the best option. You know, so um, usually what I recommend my clients is to test that, right? So, so to create uh, both forms and see what comes, you know, naturally and to see what it's easier to create uh, links to. So I think, yeah, right now I would recommend something between two to 4,000 words. Um, but this doesn't mean that uh, shorter posts don't have value, on the contrary. Okay, wow. 
two thousand to four thousand word posts is a is a big commitment for uh, for a lot of people. But um, well, and I'm going to take the advice that you're giving us on this podcast as well for us. So my next blog's going to take me a few days to write. I think <laughs> now than being so quick. So okay, so all these different practices, everything that goes into SEO to help you rank your content. What kind of time frame should people be looking at when they're working with an SEO person? I know that we have this argument with clients at the beginning, you know, they want to work on their social media and they want to see results tomorrow. But when we're talking about SEO, this is something that you can't game the system. Um, you, you can't get those results from one day to the next. So what sort of time frame should people be looking at when they're considering trying to work on their SEO? Um, you know, so I think uh, that uh, it varies. Um, it depends on the state of your website. It depends on the state of your blog. For example, you know, as we discussed, SEO goes uh, together with content, right? So together with, with having an SEO process, it's important also to establish a content process. So I believe that for someone that does both of these things, so he has, a, like, he has an optimized website. Uh, he has a good um, SEO plan in terms of what topics he writes about, uh, and, and he has good intelligence. Um, so I think, I think we're looking for something like between four to six months until you start seeing, um, uh, you know, measurable uh, results from the SEO effort. You're going to see results much earlier. Uh, because you know when, when you publish a lot of content, uh, and and if this is something that you that you weren't been doing before, right? So for example, if you have a non-optimized website and you optimize the website, you're gonna see that you know you're rapidly moving up to some ranking. Uh, you're in the rankings. You're gonna see that your content is getting indexed really quickly. Um, but you've got to wait until this thing stabilizes, and 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 what you're gonna see is gradual growth. And I think four to six months is is a good. Uh, it's a time frame to aim to, to achieve uh, organic search exposure. Okay, so when we talk about, so we now know roughly what sort of content is in terms of what sort of length and everything else. We know and we understand the SEO side of things. We understand that it's going to take four to six months to start seeing those kind of results. Would you say that there's any differences for, for certain industries or that is there any particular niches that you've worked with? Um, that, that maybe have different rules slightly, or does every niche have a different, uh, a different set of rules? Um, I, I would say that uh, it definitely depends on the niche uh, in a sense that different niches have, let's say, different needs in terms of SEO, right? So, for example, um, if, if your business is a single page application, so we, we see a lot of, uh, let's say, a JavaScript problems in terms of indexing uh, that actually affect negatively rankings. For example, in that sense, it means that you need to, to, to do a lot of platform optimization, which might take more time you know, uh, when it comes to the engineering side of things. Um, and maybe, for example, uh, in, in some other case, uh, your target customer uh, and if your target market is, is one that is very competitive. So I think it depends on, on the market, depends on, on the business, it depends on the previous effort. But that, that's why as a general rule, I would say four to six months, it's a good time frame to, to see some results and start your evaluation process. What would you say is the biggest difference between localized SEO and more general, more sort of websites or web-based uh, companies uh, for SEO? Um, well, actually, it's, it's uh, kind of two different things, right? So um, 
and and also there are different tools. For example, if you if you want to to do uh, local SEO, you've got to um, do a lot of work with uh, let's say Google My Business directory listings, uh, and and generally local businesses want to be found uh, for things like either their business name or or their function, right? So if you for example are a doctor in London, you want to be found for physicians in London and you know related services. Now, if you are um, an international brand. Uh, then it's it's a very different thing because um, you you want to be found for for uh, different things. For example, of course, you know your branded queries, your business name, etc. But also uh, informational queries, right? You want to, to serve people who are actually looking for information around uh, the things that you're doing, and and then guide them uh, through through your content to actually become customers. So this, I don't see so often when it comes to local business, for example, if you're a local doctor, you're not going to have that much benefit by creating content that explains, for example, um, uh, you know, um, let's say that you're a cardiologist, a great way to get some exposure of your brand would be to, to create content around how to prevent heart condition, uh, or, or how to keep a healthy lifestyle, let's say. So, so this kind of content, it's, it's not going to help you, this informational type of content in the at the local level. Uh, and it's definitely uh, more, more suited to international brands. So it's, it's different in terms of uh, how you get ranked, and it's different in terms of how you actually need to create content. Okay, I think so from, from my point of view, understanding the way that the SEO uh, side of things works in terms of on-page optimization, in terms of creating content that's specific to what people might be searching for or what people might actually really want to be uh, to, to be reading. What would you say, if, if you could give three tips to small businesses that are starting out, what would you say would be the three most important things that they could do to help themselves in terms of SEO? Uh, well, the, the first one... Um is uh, definitely that it's never too early to start creating content. Uh, the, second, uh, the second one would be uh, that um, be patient. Good things take time. It's important to understand that on the internet you compete as a publisher of content, not, not as a business. Even if you have a business advantage or a distinct business advantage, um, still you compete as a publisher. And I think that that's the the, the, the most important you know uh, thing to remember after the podcast that uh, you can be business minded, but on on the internet the rules are different. And um, well, the third would be if you can get someone to look on your website to look on the technical aspects of it, you should definitely do it um, because we we see a lot of websites that actually. I would be doing much, much better. It's, it's a low-hanging fruit to optimize uh, one's website for, um, for search. So um, the crawlers will be able to understand better the information structure of, the, of your website and to um, sell it to people that do um, you know, relevant services. Awesome. Are there, are there any tools that you'd recommend for, for people to use? Um, I think, you know, that uh, most of the tools right now in the market are um, for professional SEOs and there is a, you know, a kind of like hefty price. When it comes to uh, website optimization, I'm not so sure I would recommend something like that to a business or I would, I would recommend them definitely to go find a good agency and, you know, maybe be very aware of what they want to achieve and what they want to ask. For example, doing a website audit 
and uh, having your webmaster to fix uh, on-page issues. Um, this is a low-hanging fruit, especially for most small businesses that don't have huge websites. This shouldn't be something very expensive, and it should be some. And it will definitely be something that, with very low effort, will really help you, uh, and without making a content creation commitment. Okay, fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit about you, because I know that uh, <laughs> you're also very similar to us as an organization. Um, you guys work completely distributed. Your remote working team. Uh, digital oh. ads, for lack of a better word, which isn't something I'm a massive fan about. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are fully distributed. Uh, we are a core team of two people, and we have also a network of uh, freelancers with which we collaborate uh, for a long period of time now. So this is a big part of the team. Uh, and um, we're based in Krakow, Poland. Um, uh, this is uh, where me and my co-founder are based and, and our company. Um, but the team is different countries in Switzerland, um, in, uh, in Germany, uh, etc. And uh, it's it, it was a great experience. Uh, we started doing this um, actually about half a year ago, and I would say that our the quality of our, our work life has been improved uh, quite a lot. Actually, I wrote uh, an article on Thrive Global about this. Okay, so if you could give people one piece of advice. Um, and this is the penultimate question. So if you give people one piece of advice, um, what would it be? doesn't have to be SEO related. doesn't have to be digital marketing related, but what would that one piece of advice be? Um, all right. So I, I would say try new things. That would be the piece of advice. For example, it could be trying new things in terms of how you work, in, in, in terms of how you stay productive. Uh, remote work could be a thing to explore. Uh, and also try new things when it comes to your website, when it comes to your digital strategy, when it comes to your SEO. And, you know, when it comes to marketing, let me give you a second uh, advice. Uh, the most important thing to look uh, when you're looking for an SEO agency is not portfolios or websites. Um, everybody can, can give you numbers. The most important thing is who works with whom. This is how you can uh, figure out quality, quality people uh, and, and develop quality relationships. Awesome. I think the trying new things is brilliant. Um, all our webinars, everything that we do, always talks about testing, always talks about, you know, it's a never ending process. It's not about, you know, you do something once, it works, and then you've made it. It's about trying something, seeing what the results are like, and then iterating, evolving that. So whether you can make it better, whether it didn't work the first time, what you can try new for, for your social media, for your, uh, for your search engine optimization content, whatever it might be. So I massively agree with that. Um, Konstantinos, where can people find you online? Well, um, I would love to connect on LinkedIn. So um, you, you can, you can um, perhaps include a link to, to the podcast uh, when it's published, uh, or uh, you can visit our website, which is right now uh, studioforgivesofgrowth.com. Uh, we're having a rebranding soon, but uh, probably you're going to be redirected to the new location. So. Excellent. Konstantinos, thank you very much for, uh, for, for taking part today and for, for, for allowing me to, to interview you as our first guest for the All About Digital Marketing podcast. Thanks for oh, You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the hard work you've been doing for us as well. Um, and we look forward to continuing this adventure and hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast at some point to talk about a specific SEO subject. Absolutely. Sounds great. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Chris.